This lesson is brought to you by the KwaZulu-Natal Department of Education. Good morning, listeners. This is Mrs. F. Tim Jalose from Lokat High School. We are going to be doing a history lesson on the ESA, civil society protests in the United States of America, and the focus is the civil rights movement during the 1960s. This is the ESA, which is covered in Paper 1 in the history paper. Remember, as we were going to be writing our March paper, this was going to be part of our March paper. So the focus for the today lesson is to prepare you learners for the paper. When we come back from all this, we'll have to write this paper. First and foremost, it is very important to remember that essay writing is a cornerstone of history learning. Every history learner is coerced or forced. It is compulsory that you write at least one essay in each and every paper. So this is one essay that we are preparing you for the exams. And it is one of the easiest essays of them all. So I hope listeners, especially our beloved grade 12 uh, learners, will benefit from our lesson. Remember, this is the civil society protest in the United States of America, and the focus is civil rights movement. The very first paragraph, what is it that we'll have to cover there? We'll start by covering the content. What led to the formation of the civil rights movement? It is important to remember that there were reasons behind the formation of the civil rights movement, but you'll have to be very brief. One of the reasons behind the formation of the civil rights movement was the Jim Crow laws that were passed in the United States of America. The Jim Crow laws resulted in public facilities being separated or segregated. There were schools for blacks and schools for whites, libraries for blacks and libraries for whites, swimming pools for blacks and swimming pools for whites. Over and above that, African Americans had also to write a literacy test before exercising their right to vote. And eventually, the issue of Rosa Parks, uh, Rosa Parks was a 43-year-old lady who refused her seat to the white races. Then that led to her arrest. It was her arrest that launched or that led to the formation of the civil rights movement. The civil rights movement, a movement led by Martin Luther King Jr., the Baptist minister who believed in non-violent protest. Martin Luther King Jr. and the civil rights movement then organized many other forms of protest which were considering or which were aiming at fighting for equality for the African Americans in the United States of America. So in a nutshell, what do you cover here very briefly because it is, it's, it's a background. It's a background information. It's an introductory paragraph. So it's a paragraph just after the introduction. What is it that you do? The reasons behind the formation. One of the reasons was the passing of the Jim Crow laws, which resulted into segregation of public facilities. It also resulted into African American not being able to enjoy their equal rights in the land of their birth. The other reason was the issue of the uh, of Rosa Parks, who refused her seat, and uh, he, he, that led to her arrest. Her arrest led to the formation of the civil rights movement. And then the civil rights movement organized what was called the pass boycott. The pass boycott led to the Supreme Court ending the discrimination in the United States of America, and in particular, ending the segregation in the buses in the United States of America. Such success led to the formation of the civil rights movement led by Martin Luther King Jr., the Baptist minister who believed in non-violent protest. And as a result, many forms of protest were organized by the civil rights movement. So we will now look at the very first form of protest that, were organ that was organized by Martin Luther King Jr., leading the civil rights movement, and the aim was to fight for equality. The aim was to bring about change in the United States of America. Thank you very much, Mrs. C.M. Um,
Jalose. This is Mr. Ngwane from Kwatinabagubo Secondary School. As it has been indicated that there were many forms of protest that were conducted and the main aim for these forms of protest was to end the segregation that the African Americans were suffering in America. Now the first form of protest that we are going to look at is the one that was started at Greensboro in North Carolina. The name of this protest was known as the sit-in. It was started by the four students. Remember that the facilities or the public facilities were segregated and this four student decided to go to Woolworths, one of the facilities that was segregated. When they went to Woolworths, they went to the counter that was demarcated for whites only. And when they went there, they decided to sit in the counter that was supposed to be utilized by whites only. And they demanded to be served. They even said that if they were served in the other counter, they ought to be served in that counter as well. And that was against the segregation laws that were applied in America. They sat there and they demanded to be served. And they were not served. And up until the day went by, and the following day, these four students came back to the same shop, Woolworths. And they were joined by another students. Quite a lot of students decided to come and join because, remember, this particular form of protest, almost all the forms of protest that were conducted, they were not using any violence as my colleague has alluded that Martin Luther adopted the passive resistance. So they were not fighting physically, but they were just passive in everything that they were doing. So these four students went there and they decided to sit there because they thought that it was their right to sit there. It was their right to be served in that counter. And unfortunately, they were not served. And when time went on, the many students decided to come and join. About 70 students decided to come and join in trying to make sure that they were putting pressure on the owners of the shop so that they'd be able to serve them as they were served in the other counter. They wanted the facility to be desegregated. In other words, they wanted the blacks and whites to get equal rights to be treated equally, regardless of where they were. They wanted to be similar in terms of the law in America. And as time went on in Greensboro, that particular form of protest, which was informed by the bus boycott, which was a success, it went more, I mean, more than a year. And the students decided to go and see them. And the owners or the business owners of Woolworths, they started to feel pressure. Why were they feeling pressure? The customers were not buying anymore in that, in that particular shop. And they were affected negatively in terms of the profit that they were making in the business. And they were compelled, they were forced to do what? To decide and desegregate the segregation that was taking place in that particular shop. And in 1961, the shop in Woolworths in Greensboro was desegregated. What does that mean? That means that now all the different races were now allowed to do what? To be served in any counter of that particular shop, regardless of their races. I mean, the blacks and whites, they were allowed to do to go and buy in any counter or to be served in any counter. And that did not end there. But the sit-ins also took place in the places like in the public places such as churches, libraries, play-ins and city parks. And even in the beaches because before this particular sit-in, uh, the, um, the, the, there was a segregation that was taking place in the public facilities in America. Now that was put into an end. This particular sit-in was a success because the public facilities were desegregated. It is very much important, modern special learners, it's very much important to sustain the line of argument at the end of each uh, form of protest that is being discussed in that paragraph. It's, it's important that you sustain the line of argument. You stage the outcome of that particular form of protest. Like in this one, it is evident that it was indeed desegregated.
Thank you so much, Mr. Ngwane. Mr. Ngwane was doing the sit-ins. Very briefly, the sit-ins was one of the very first form of protest organized by Martin Luther King Jr. or influenced by Martin Luther King Jr. And the aim was to fight for equality. The aim was desegregation of public facilities. The African-American student went to sit on the white-only lunch counter. We refused service. They sat there up until the store was closed. The next day, they were joined by a group of about 70,000 students. They set in all segregated areas in Greensboro. What is important? Was that successful? Was the form of protest influential? Yes, it was influential because in 1961, as Mr. Ngwane had just alluded to, all businesses in Greensboro and on, in all the states in the United States of America, especially in the South, were desegregated. So it is important as we go further, learners. In each and every paragraph, you must have a point. You should be able to explain your point. You should give evidence and lastly you should link your point to the particular question that you are answering as Mr. Ngwane has just alluded to. Let's go further because uh, time is against us. We are now going to be covering another form of protest organized by Martin Luther King Jr. together with the Congress of Racial Equality which was called the Freedom Rights. Again the African Americans are still determined. They want to make sure that they achieve equality. They want to make sure that they fight discrimination and segregation of public facilities in the United States of America so that America will be a free country which is free to all of the people in America. So what led to the formation of this form of protest, the freedom rights? In spite of the Supreme Court ruling of 1956, remember after the Montgomery bus boycotts, the Supreme Court ruled that there should be no segregation in buses. Unfortunately, in the South, there was still segregation in the buses. So the Martin Luther King Jr. organized the freedom rights. Who were the pioneers in this uh, form of protest? Remember in the sittings, the pioneers were four black students. Here, the participants were 13 group, interracial group of 13 students who traveled on two Greyhound buses from Washington, D.C. to the south. They were traveling from the north to the south. 13 group of interracial students. And this campaign was popularly known as the freedom rights. We said that it was organized by SNCC and the core student non-violent coordinating committee and the core and what was the aim the aim was that they were fighting against segregation of public facilities in the interstate buses they were fighting against segregation of public facilities they, they were fighting against segregation in the interstate buses whereabouts in the deep south so when the bus uh, 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 the buses reached Anistin, alabama they were attacked by a mob of racists that led to violence violence attracted people people's attention. Violence attracted also the media and it also led to people of America sympathizing with the civil rights movement. And that's all put pressure on the government of USA to respond. Again, this form of protest, the freedom right was influential. This form of protest, the freedom rights was successful. This form of protest, the civil rights was successful in bringing about change. Why do we say so? Because the government responded. How did the government respond? Most importantly, the U.S. Attorney General instructed the Interstate Commission, which was popularly known as ICC, to issue a new federal law which bans segregation in all interstate public facilities based on race, color, or creed. So it was a success, learners, because remember they were just fighting against segregation in buses, but now the new law is banning
including all segregation in all public facilities, in all interstate public facilities based on race, color, or creed. So the law became effective in November 1961. Segregation on interstate transport was declared unlawful. So that was a success. That was a gain. That was the victory on the side of the, of the civil rights movement. So this was the freedom right. Again, what happened? Thirteen group of interracial students, what did they do? They traveled from the north to the south. What was the aim? The aim was to fight against segregation of public facilities, but particularly they were fighting against segregation in the interstate buses. When the buses reached Alabama, they were attacked by a mob of racists which led to violence. Such violence increased the support for the civil rights movement and such violence also put pressure on the government to introduce some changes. So this uh, form of protest was successful. It depends what the question is asking. Was influential? Was effective? Why do we say so? Government responded. How did the government respond? The government responded by issuing a new federal law which ended discrimination and segregation in all public facilities. African Americans could now enjoy equality in the land of their birth. So this was a success. We are going further, grade 12 learners, because time is against us. We are now going to be looking at another form of protest which also took place during the 1960s in the United States of America whose aim was to which the aim was to bring about change and achieve equality for African American in the United States of America. Thank you colleague. Another form of protest that was conducted was the one that took place in Birmingham. It was more like a campaign. It took place in 1963. Another very important or imperative issue that is needed to be highlighted here is that why Birmingham? It is because Birmingham was more like an epicenter. In other words, it was the center of racism or segregation that was taking place in America. So it took place in April in 1963. And uh, it was very much influenced by the Ku Klux Klan, who were very much dominant there. In April 1963, Martin Luther King Jr. and the C and the SCL staged a protest against the ongoing segregation in the city. And they conduct and that was conducted by the police. The campaign was aimed at the local white businesses with sit-ins and marshes to try uh, to have facilities desegregated because grade 12 learners, candidates, our beloved candidates, it is very much important that we, 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 we don't forget to always mention that they were fighting against segregation. The African Americans were fighting against segregation that, was, that they were experiencing in America. They wanted to be equal. They wanted to be treated fairly in America, in the country, in the land of their birth, as my uh, colleague has alluded. Again, the Birmingham campaign was another form of protest which was very successful and very influential in bringing about change for African Americans. What were the demands? Remember the sit-ins? They were fighting against segregation in public facilities. What was the demand for the, uh, the freedom rights? Remember, they were fighting segregation in the public facilities, in particular the buses. And then this Birmingham campaign now. What were the demands? What is it? What was the aim behind the Birmingham campaign? One, it was again fighting against segregation in public facilities. Two, they wanted all African Americans to have access to all universities in the South because universities in the South were still segregated. So those were the two aims or those were the two demands brought about by the civil rights movement and as a result they embarked on this campaign which was called the 
Birmingham campaign. Remember, my colleague has just alluded to the fact that why Birmingham, it was deeply racist. So I think we have already uh, uh, tried and see the strategy used by Martin Luther King Jr. He is making sure that they are targeting the most racist cities and he also knows that the police in the United States of America will always use brutality and that brutality will lead to violence and that violence will increase the support for the civil rights movement and once there is a support for the civil rights movement it will put pressure on the government and the government will be forced to respond. Even in the Birmingham campaign, what happened? Violence again. The police pull corner, the chief of the police pull corner used force to try and intimidate the protesters. Remember in the, in the Birmingham campaign, it started off as the sit-ins and marches. And they started sitting in, in, in segregated public facilities and it ended off as marches. And when they were embarking on the marches, the chief of the police pulled corner, used force to try and halt or stop the protesters. They used batons, they used uh, electric ports, they even dispersed a dog to try uh, uh, and intimidate the protesters. Remember, in the, these protesters were, were, were full of children and women and some of the men. So it was so brutal for uh, the American police to use such force. And as a result, it also put pressure on the government to respond. And what was the government response? Did, did the government uh, respond effectively? Was this one of the influential form of protest the Birmingham campaign. Yes, definitely it was. It was one of the most influential form of protest because the government responded. President Kennedy made a television appearance in which he declared that the issue of segregation was a moral issue. And it is also important to note that most of the people in Africa, in, in the United States of America, were starting to join in the civil rights movement. The support for the civil rights movement grew. So again, this was one of the forms of protest that was very very successful that was very very influential in the united states of america in fighting for equality for african americans again this was birmingham campaign one of the form of protest led by martin luther king jr they embark on a protest the aim was to fight against segregation of public facilities and the right for all blacks to attend all Southern universities. It was a peaceful protest and it ended being violent because of the brutality of the police. Chief Bulkona used force to, to hold the protesters. But eventually it was successful because at the end of the day, the government responded by making a television appearance in which he declared that issue of segregation and discrimination was a moral issue and African-Americans uh, uh, could now enjoy equality in the land of their bed because of this form of protest, which was called the Birmingham 
campaign. We are now going to be looking at another form of protest, which was also influential in bringing about change for the African-Americans in the United States of America. Thank you, colleague. Uh, another form of protest that was conducted in America, it was that one uh, that was known as the March to Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. It was conducted on the 28th of August, 1963. What was the aim of this particular form of protest? The aim of this particular protest was that uh, Martin Luther King and the CRM, the civil rights movement leaders, they wanted to put more pressure on the federal government for change. What change did they want to see? The change that they wanted to see was to was to make sure that the segregation, the discrimination, the brutality that the African Americans were experiencing in America came into an end. Now, during that particular form of protest that took place in, uh, in, in, in Washington, it is very important to highlight some of the goals that they wanted to achieve. Which were those goals? There were six altogether. Which were those goals? They wanted to make sure that they have meaningful civil rights legislation. In other words, in that's in that particular legislation, they wanted to have the rights that were uh, enjoyed by the whites in America that the African Americans were not allowed to enjoy. They wanted to make sure that that comes into an end. Uh, another goal that they wanted to that they put forward uh, during that particular march in Washington was a federal works program. Another one was the right to vote, which is the third one. The right to vote, we'll all remember that uh, the African Americans were deprived that right, a very important right, the right to vote. They were not allowed to exercise their democratic right to choose their own government. They had to go through a liter uh, literacy test that they had to pass. And that particular test was designed in such a way that it was going to be a mountain to climb for them to pass the test. That is how the African Americans were limited. That is how they were excluded from exercising their right. Another goal, uh, the fourth goal was the integrated education. You will remember that the blacks were, I mean, they had their own, or the African Americans, they had the, 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 their own uh, 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 education, which was very different from the education that was you uh, that was that was received by the whites in America. So they wanted to, the education that was going to uh, uh, accommodate all the races in America. They also wanted better housing. They also wanted better employment employment opportunities. The African-Americans were not receiving the, uh, the, the, the employment opportunities that were received by whites in America. So those were the six goals that the, 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 the Martin Luther and the, the CRM leaders put forward during this particular form of protest. Now the big question is, was this particular protest a success? Yes, indeed. It was a huge and a remarkable success. Why do we say so? And another thing to know three uh, 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 candidates. It is very important. You cannot finish this particular uh, uh, form of protest having not spoken about the speech that was delivered by Martin Luther King. It is a very famous speech that is known as I Have a Dream. You cannot finish this particular one having not highlighted that Martin Luther in that particular uh, uh, march in Washington, he addressed, he made that speech which he is known with. The, and the title of that speech is I Have a Dream. He is known. Remember that during that, on the same day, there was another
another gathering which was uh, another meeting that was convened by the president by quite a majority of people decided to go and attend the march in Washington as opposed to the people who went to uh, attend the, the speech that was delivered by uh, J.F. J. F. Kennedy, the, the president of America during that time. That shows that the people sympathize with the African Americans and they wanted to be there so that they'll be able to get uh, uh, the information that was being delivered by Martin Luther. Was this particular form of protest a success? Yes, it was a huge success. Was it influential? Yes, it was influential because it put pressure on the federal government and at the end the act law of segregation and discrimination in workplaces and education facilities amongst others was passed and African Americans now they could enjoy the right that was enjoyed by the uh, white Americans in America. They were free uh, to go in um, to move in, in, in any uh, employment to get any education to get the better houses in America. Thank you so much, Mr. Ngwane. Uh, it is important that we, as historians, we always remember that history is about facts. And as he, he had just covered the facts, you have to cover your facts right. Again, this is the March to Lincoln Memorial, one of the biggest marches in the history of the U.S. And it was attended by more than 250,000 people. Again, to summarize, what were the demands? The demands were jobs and freedom because most of those goals they were all fighting for freedom and equality this march was directed at the united states of american government and the african americans had two uh, demands and those demands were simple the jobs and freedom and this march was popularly known the march to lincoln memorial the say as just alluded to that it was the march in the united states of america for jobs and freedom he also stressed that it was attended by more than 250,000 people it was supported by people from labor organization from civic organization from political organization from religious organization and the day was divided into two the first part of the day was a walk and the second part of the day was where this prominent leaders delivered their speeches but the highlights of the day was the speech that says just alluded to I have a dream speech where Martin Luther King Jr. expressed his vision for an American society free of racial prejudice. Was it successful, sir? Was it influential this much? Yes, it was influential. Why? Because on 2 July, the civil rights, 1964, the Civil Rights Acts were passed and were signed by the President of the United States of America. What was the significance of the Civil Rights Act? The significance, the implication, what was, what was the importance, what were the consequences of the Civil Rights Act? The, the Civil Rights Act ended discrimination and segregation in the United States of America, and as a result of the Civil Rights Act, African Americans could enjoy, enjoy equality in the land of their birth. So those are the important elements for each and every paragraph who were at the march, 
How did the match go? What were the consequences? Was the match successful? If you're saying that it was successful because the Civil Rights Act were passed and you end there, no. You have to say that these Civil Rights Acts were important because they ended segregation and discrimination for the African Americans in the United States of America. Then you are covered. So it is very important, grade 12, that you are very very specific and you set your facts right because at the end of the day we want all those marks 50 out of 50 for ESA and you know that you are covered okay we don't have time we want to go further now with another form of protest which was the freedom summer the freedom summer yeah the next form of protest was known as the freedom summer it took place in 1964 and it is very uh, important that we also highlight um, the, the, the reason behind this particular uh, form of protest. As my colleague has alluded that each and every form of protest, there is a reason behind. Now, with the Freedom Summer, it was conducted uh, mainly in the, no in, the, in the northern by blacks and whites now who traveled to south to encourage blacks uh, to register as voters. Uh, we will all recall that the African-Americans were denied their right to, 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 to register as voters. They had to uh, write a particular test which was known as the literacy uh, test so that they, they, they could be given a right to vote. Now, this particular form of protest, which was known as the Freedom Summer, aimed at encouraging. It was encouraging blacks uh, as well as some of the whites, they also uh, took part in this particular uh, form of protest so that they can be able to exercise their right to vote. They'll be registered as voters. Now, in June 1964, the core announced a campaign of freedom uh, schools and voter registration in the South. The campaign focused on Mississippi regarded as the most racist of the southern uh, states. Thousands of civil rights activists drove through the southern states encouraging blacks to register uh, to vote. Uh, we'll all remember that even in our own country, for you to be eligible to vote, you need to register first. Now, they were encouraging blacks in America or the African-Americans, as they were called, to register as voters so that they'll be able to, 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 uh, to be there in the, in, the, in, the, in the ballot paper. So that is why... Uh, they had to be registered as voters. Uh, the Freedom Summer activists established 30 freedom schools in towns through Mississippi as it is highlighted, highlighted that Mississippi was regarded as the most racist of the southern state. So they established 30 freedom schools in towns throughout Mississippi to address inequalities. One of the inequalities that the African Americans were experiencing was that of being deprived the right to do what? To vote. Now with this particular exercise they were going to be eligible to be the voters in America. The Freedom Schools taught black history and emphasized black pride and black achievements. As a result, 60,000 new black voters were now registered, registered uh, as voters. So they'll be able to do what now? To uh, exercise their right to vote. There were violent reaction to the Freedom Summer campaign. Ch I mean, black churches were bombed. Hundreds of the freedoms of Freedom Summer activists were beaten, arrested, 
uh, and murdered. Remember, these uh, protesters or these marchers were doing this non-violently, peacefully. But look at how they were. They, I mean, they, they, they were treated. They were treated so brutally. They were just peaceful. I mean, trying to express themselves in a peaceful way. They were not using any weapons, but look at how they were uh, treated. On 4 August 1964, the bodies of three volunteers were discovered and were buried separately because Mississippi laws required that blacks and whites be segregated even in cemeteries. So in other words, the black bodies or the, the dead bodies of the African Americans were not allowed to be buried in the same cemeteries that were used for the burial of the whites in America. That is the, uh, the high level of the practice of segregation in America. The, murder, the murders made headlines all over the United States of America and provoked the outpouring of the national support for the civil rights movement. Freedom Summer highlighted the subject of the black disenfranchisement and led to the passing of the 1965 Voting Rights Act. This is the success that was achieved by the, by, by the African Americans during this particular form of protest. What was the success? It was the passing of the 1965 Voting Rights Act. What was the clause? What was entailed in this particular act? It was very clear that even the African Americans now, they were going to be eligible to do what? To vote. They were going to exercise their right to vote, which they were deprived of previously before the implement before this particular act. So it is very important that when you close this particular paragraph, you sustain the line of, of argument. And when you highlight, when you indicate, when you mention the issue of the Voting Rights Act of 1965, that proves that that proves that indeed this particular form of protest was a huge success. What is it that the Afri African Americans gained? It was the Voting Rights Act of 1965. We are going to continue and look at the last uh, form of protest that was conducted again in America in, in trying to, to, to bring about change in America, the Selma Montgomery marches. My colleague, over to you. Thank you so much, Mr. Ngwane. We are now looking at the very last form of protest that was organized by Martin Luther King Jr. and the civil rights movement in the United States of America striving for equality. And that is the Selma to Montgomery marches in 1965. Again, as Sir has just alluded to, the aim was to fight for the voting rights. Remember, the African Americans could not exercise their right to vote. One, because they were facing difficulties when, when they had to register as voters. The voting the days and even the voting times were odd. And as a result, African Americans could not register to vote. At times, they were even prevented by the police when they were trying to register as voters. And as a result, in February 1965, a march took place, uh, uh, organized by Martin Luther King Jr., and this march was called uh, uh, Selma to Montgomery marches. The marches were divided into three because of the brutality of the police. Remember the strategy used by Martin Luther King Jr. and the civil rights movement. They usually use or they always used the peaceful protest or the non-violent confrontation where they, were, they made sure that they did not use any force, but the police will always use brutality against them. The first 
first march took place on the 7th of march 1965 which was attended by about 600 marchers they proceeded to montgomery and when they reached the edmund petros beach at the bridge they were confronted by the police against the police used tear gas baton kettle prods and whips remember it's not for the first time this thing is happening more than 50 people were injured and this day it was a sunday it was called the bloody sunday it also attracted a widespread publicity as it was violent and it also led the civil rights movement to gain a lot of support they were then encouraged to organize the second march another march because this march was uh, didn't uh, they didn't achieve what they wanted to achieve on that one it, it took place on the 9th of march and martin luther king jr attempted to lead another march this march the 9th of march again when they reached the same bridge they were also confronted by the police but because martin luther king jr was a seasoned leader he remembered that they didn't have the court order they had to go back so he instructed the marchers to go back they then returned back and then organized the third march which occurred on the 21st of march 1965 there about 2000 protesters were now in that match remember when they started they were not as big as this number now but now the support for the civil rights movement is growing and the support for this match has also grown this match started from the 21st of march and it ended on the 25th of march again it was a successful match because one they were now protected by the federal troops and on this march at the end of the match martin luther king junior rosa parks and the other prominent leaders delivered their speeches when they reached uh, montgomery it was an influential march it was a successful march this march brought about change why do we say so because at the end of this march the u.s congress in august 1965 passed the voting rights act that guaranteed the right to vote to all african americans so this was the most successful match uh, one of the most it was not the but it was one of the most successful uh, match in the united states of america organized by african americans in their endeavor to fight for equality in the land of their birth so that was the last much a uh, great uh, 12 learners organized by martin luther king jr we, uh, see this was not a very long essay we started off with the very first paragraph the, which we said it was a background uh, paragraph we then went to the sit-ins and we said that the sit-ins it was one of the form of protest that was also successful in bringing about change it was led by four black students who sat in the white only lunch counter not serve refused service came back uh, the following day uh, supported by many other students and we said it was successful because businesses in greensboro were desegregated we then went to the freedom ride we said that again this march was uh, 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 pioneered or led by the group of students from the north to the south and we said that the participants were 13 group of interracial students who traveled on two greyhound buses from the north to the south
child fighting against segregation in the interstate buses. We said that, yes, on the freeway, there was violence. They were intimidated by the, the racist Ku Klux Klan. And that, uh, was, uh, that led to the support for the civil rights movement, and it put pressure on the government. And we said that the government responded by making a television appearance. We then went on to another form of protest after the freedom rights, which was the Birmingham campaign. Again, we said that the demands there was that uh, African-Americans were fighting against segregation of public facilities and the right for all blacks to attend all Southern universities. On the, uh, 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 during the march, the police Pulkona used force to halt the protesters. It led to violence. Violence attracted the, the, the media. It put pressure on the government to respond. And then the government responded. We also went to another march after the Birmingham campaign, which was the march to Lincoln Memorial. The march to Lincoln Memorial was also a success because the Civil Rights Act were passed. So in each and every march, you have to Set your facts straight. Who, who were involved? What happened? And the most importantly, the government response. So now we'll be very specific. We'll be looking at the question which was set in the November 19, uh, 2017 paper and see how is it that you are going to do? How are you going to respond to this particular question and to any other essay question set in the exam paper? Because you will never know how they will uh, pose the question. What is important if you have your content right, you have to make sure that you argue in a way that will make your answer a relevant answer to the question posed. Thank you. Um, we are going to look at the question that was said uh, in, in March um, in uh, 2017, uh, paper one. It's question number six. We'll all uh, know that and we need to be familiar that this particular essay will always be question number six in our question papers in the final exams. Now, the question goes like this. The March on Washington Lincoln Memorial on 28th August 1963 was the single most influential form of protest against discrimination in the United States of America in the 1960s. Do you agree with the statement? Support your line of argument with relevant evidence. Now here they are talking about just one March, just one pro, a form of protest. As we indicated that all the forms of protest that we discussed in this session were successful. They were all successful. And so the examiners, they are trying to trick you. If they say the March on Washington, Lincoln Memorial was the only March that was influential. Uh, you need to take in, into con con consideration that it was not the only match that was successful. So if they ask you whether you agree with the statement, you need to take a line of, I mean, to take a stance there and say, no, you disagree with the statement. Why do you have to disagree with the statement? It is because it was not just the match to Washington that was uh, successful, that was influential. All other matches that we discussed, all other forms of protest that we discussed were influential and they brought about change in the lives of African Americans. So if you're going to say, yes, this one was the only one that was influential, you'll be limiting yourself in terms of you, the argument that you need to have when you argue in this particular essay. Remember, we are writing an argumentative essay. Now we need to argue. If you're going to take this match only, you're going to be limiting yourself so it's very much important that you say no 
you disagree with the statement. Why do you need to disagree with the statement? It is simply because there were other matches that were conducted and those matches were influential. You name them, the sit-ins, the freedom rights, or the, the, the Birmingham campaign, the Selma Montgomery matches, they were all successful because we've been alluding to the fact that at the end of each and every match, they were successful and there is something that was gained by the African-American. So it is very much important to read the question and understand the question and interpret the question correctly when you are writing when you are writing an essay. And grade 12 candidates, it is very possible to get uh, 50 out of 50 when you are writing an essay. But also, if you are not going to be able to interpret the essay, the, the question um, correctly, you can be misled and you'll be limited in terms of the points that you need to have when you're arguing in your discussion. Now, in this one, uh, it's very tricky because uh, other people, other candidates, can, they can be um, tempted to say no. Uh, yes, the, uh, one will agree with the statement when that one is very incorrect uh, 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 a line of argument or stance. But you need, just need to say one will disagree with the statement because it was not just one match. There were many matches that were conducted. Another thing that one is picking up in this question here, they are guiding you in terms of the time frame where we, you need to focus. They're talking about the matches that were conducted in the 1960s. So you can just give a little bit of the background, not quite a long or marathonical uh, paragraph, just a very short paragraph if you're going to be talking about Rosa Parks because she's the one who started everything. You can just give a background, but it must be limited. Don't waste your time because you won't be awarded marks on that because it's just a background. And dwell much on the uh, forms of protest that were conducted in the 1960s. You go to the sit-ins, they were conducted in the 1960s. Another thing that is very important when you are doing your essay, when you're writing your essay, it must be written in a chronological order. In other words, you must discuss your events in the manner in which they unfolded. You cannot start with um, the event that took place in 1963 and go back to uh, discuss the event that took place in 1961. You got to start with the sit-ins ends because they, they, they took place at the beginning in, in, in the 1960s, but they fall in the correct time frame, in the correct years, uh, which is 1960s. Yes, uh, thank you so much for having unpacked for us the question. It is important to look at the elements of the introduction, as, uh, as just alluded to, the stance. One, you have to take a stance, one will agree or one will disagree. And then you'll have to indicate why you agreed or why you disagreed. The, the Lincoln Memorial was not the only influential forms as there were many other forms which were all successful or which were all influential in bringing about change. That is your second sentence. And then what is your third sentence? The third sentence is what we call the thesis. What the essay will be about. This essay will look at many forms of protest such as sit-ins, Birmingham, freedom rights, you name them, which were all influential in bringing about change in the United States of America. And you go further to your paragraph, you are now doing what? You, you have your stance, you have your line of argument in the introduction. What is it that you have to do now? You have to sustain, sustain your line of argument. So as you are making your point, remember, Peel, you have to make a point. You have to have a 
topic sentence that will talk directly to the question. For example, the sit-in was one of the influential forms of protest organized by the civil rights movement led by Martin Luther King Jr., which was successful to bring about change in the United States of America. The talking directly to the question and at the end of the paragraph you should have a link which is to say that these sit-ins were successful in bringing about change because the student non-violent coordinating committee was formed which organized more sit-ins and that led to the businesses in Greensboro being desegregated so then your paragraph is covered it has got a topic sentence it has got the point evidence and it's got a link all your paragraphs should be like that thank you so much and good luck in your exam we love you thank you thank you very much for closing in that note my colleague we just want to appreciate the time that you've been given it was mr ngwane from Nabagubo secondary school good luck in your forthcoming uh, examination thank you this lesson was brought to you by the kwazulu natal department of education